0: Hey, creepers and creepers, I'm Harry Marino. And I'm Philip Landry. This This is is open Open Shutters. Scary ghost, creepy serial killers, all things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. <laughs> Hi, creepsters! I'm Barry Marino. I'm Philip Landry. And this is Open Shutters. And uh, this is our last episode of Targeted While Out. LGBTQ hate crimes, but we are going to do a bonus episode of a movie review of the the movie Milk next week.
1: Yeah, and with it, like kind of like we did with Boys Don't Cry, because it's an actual um, real event. We'll also get into the real events with that. So, so we, I want we'll be looking at Harvey Milk's
0: life. We're gonna to need to watch it, uh, but right the same day that we review it because it's two over two hours long and. It's hard to retain that much information go- when you're great, my age. We're getting older. I mean, I'm having trouble with memory, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, tonight, um, we first of all, let's, what's going on with you?
1: Uh, not too much. Did you
0: survive that horrible storm. We had
1: more rain after the storm that had nothing to do with the storm than the storm itself.
0: Oh, God. Every time a little bitty bitty thunderstorm goes, people think we're going to be on our roof screaming and that we're supposed to go to Baton Rouge.
1: We had more flash flood warnings from that other rain that came after the storm than the storm itself. Yeah,
0: really. So, yes, we survived it. We're still here. <laughs> Even Facebook had this I'm okay thing that you post on there. I mean, Really? I loved it when my namesake Hurricane Barry, what was that like two years ago? And yeah. they, and they would tell me, "Are you going to evacuate?" I said, "Why? It's a, it's not even a Category One. <laughs> it's a tropical storm, barely in a Category One, and it's hitting 200 miles from here." Mm-hmm. Katrina was a huge cap, Category Five. Right. Well, When you're on your roof screaming for help, don't come to me. I'm like, Plan-? trust me, I won't. Because I won't be on my roof screen for help. So, uh, yeah, so you survived a horrible storm. So, uh, what, what, what else are we talking about before we get so to our main... You, what you've been watching? Oh, I have been watching a couple of things. So, we started watching a thing, a, a new show called Kevin Can F Himself. Kevin Can Fuck Himself. I know a few Kevins that can go F themselves. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> well, this one is uh, sort of a take on the King of Queens and Kevin Can Wait. And, you know, and all the sitcoms that have the, you know, the fat doofus husband and the pretty wife that's just harried and haggard, just just completely frazzled because she's driving them crazy. But they still love each other in the end and bum, 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 bum in the sitcom. Well, in this show, it's a little bit different. In this show, everything's all nice and everything in one room. But as soon as the wife, Allison... Kevin's wife, Allison, goes into the kitchen. Everything gets dark, and she has these dark thoughts. And she has this other life outside the sitcom. And I don't want to give too much away, so I'm not going to say much, but uh, um, some of the cast is pretty good. You have Annie Murphy. You remember her from Schitt's Creek? Oh, yes. Love Annie Murphy. Uh, 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 She was Alexis in Schitt's Creek. Well, in this one, she's playing Allison, Kevin's wife. A totally different character. You have not seen her like this at all. She has a heavy Boston accent and wow. she's the housewife, you know, the the, the the pretty housewife that's too good for her husband. And then Eric Peterson just does a take on the Kevin-Doug character that's just... It, it's just... He's ten times more obnoxious than Kevin James or Ralph Cramden or any of them. But you ever wondered, don't you think that Kevin and uh, Doug's wife wanted to kill him when she was away from him. You ever thought that maybe Alice Cramden was planning some kind of murder of Ralph?
1: I think they all just wanted to do something. Don't
0: you think Edith Bunker secretly wanted to poison Archie's beard? Probably. Yeah. I I think so, too. And um, all these wives, you know, they're too good for their husbands. Even Peg Bundy. I'm sure she she wanted to poison Al.
1: I mean, come on. When she was tossing the salad and smoking the cigarette, you know what was going on. Yeah, going Marcy out.
0: finds the cigarette but no salad. You know the
1: gears were turning. Whenever she was tossing salad... And you was know Clara B-
0: Huxtable... Made. You know Claire Huxtable would probably have been glad when Cliff was charged with all those rapes and put in jail, saying, well, I'm away from this doofus. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's a pretty good one. And also, um, I've been watching... Uh, What's that other one I said? Uh, oh, yeah, Manifest. we still watch watching Manifest, which is pretty good. That's the one where these people get on the plane, and when they land, it's five years later. But they haven't aged anything. Have you seen that show? I've seen it. It's been a while back. I, I've never. I, I need to go
1: back and give it another chance. Yeah, there's a
0: big controversy about it right now because NBC canceled it, and Netflix was supposed to pick it up, and they backed out. So now they're trying to sell it to Hulu. Or, uh, or Paramount, or, or maybe even Peacock, since it was originally with NBC. They tried to sell it to another format. That's kind
1: of weird, though, why they would sell it out they just got it. Because, I mean, that's something weird going on. So either either somebody well, didn't want to pay whatever, some well, it deserves It
0: deserves a fourth season, because it's a good show. Yeah. Uh, and I also, I've been watching uh, an older show called Cold Case. And one of the things about it that really, it, it's sadder than any of the cop shows I know... Because it's always somebody who was seriously wrong. For example, there was once a uh, what? There was a a gay bashing in 1964, and they, they, you know, they go through trying to find the case. Of the, the man's mother comes to the cold case unit. They go through, and, they, and when they finally catch the culprit, they show the god the victim, standing there watching the culprit be taken away in the, in the handcuffs and everything, and it's. It's just heartbreaking because you're going like, okay, they're vindicated. Mm. And then, I don't know. That just makes me sad. So,
1: so I've been watching an, a very intriguing show. You know I've been hooked on watching all. I love watching all these things from different parts of the world. Well, I got, I got, I've I been getting hooked on some interesting different um, Korean dramas. And we came upon this one called, recently got added to Netflix. It's actually a Netflix series called Move to Heaven. And it's about a young Korean man um, who is living with Asperger's. Oh yeah, you had told me and about that. And it one. shows how he navigates life, deals with social awkwardness, while helping run the family business that he uh, working in the family business that he learned from his his father. Um, I'm trying not to give too much away, but um, the family business is actually trauma cleaning. So the scenes are everything from elderly people that had died in their homes and their bodies had been there for weeks to actual murder scenes. Things wow. Like that. And what they do is they're unlike just people that go in and just, oh, clean the place and they're done. Part of what their service that makes it different is, is they bring the, usually a yellow box with them and they figure out what are the things that were important to these people that connected to the this the deceased, say, hopes or dreams, and they try to collect that in the box, and with the clues that are in there, sometimes they have to figure out who to give the message to or what the real message was. It actually
0: sounds pretty good.
1: Oh, my gosh. It is probably one of the best concepts of a show that I've seen in a very long time. It has a dubbed version. uh, It's also subtitled, so I'm y'all really have no excuse. I know dubbing seems a little odd, but, hey, if you're not willing to read subtitles... It's easier for you because it's worth, the The real meaning of the show is so beautiful that it's worth it.
0: Well, you know, I don't have a problem with subtitles, f- per se, because I used, I'm hard of hearing, so I used uh, the closed captions on the, on the TV, but uh, sometimes I'm crocheting while I'm watching TV, and I'm paying attention to what I'm doing, so I can't read the subtitles all the time. So it's better for me to hear something that I understand. Well, I
1: encourage you, Bear. I encourage you. It's it's very endearing and it's a really intriguing concept. And I, there's a lot I have I'm trying to keep under wraps because I want you. I don't not want to spoil this. It is so good, and I hope they come back for subsequent seasons. Okay,
0: so we got Kevin can go f himself, which is on AMC, and it can be, it's a, you can you can stream it on AMC Plus. On, yes. Yeah. Yeah. it's it AMC Plus? Yes. And you have uh, Cold Case can be streamed on HBO Max. Okay. And Manifest can be streamed on Netflix.
1: And Move to Heavens on Netflix. All
0: right. So. Excellent. So uh, there's a couple of, you want to tell us about a couple of uh, people haven't heard about it, the coming oh, out stories. Yeah, we have some coming out stories. And we haven't done coming out stories before. But these are kind of. Um, They're during Pride Month. so they It's think- Pride Month. And these are kind of like least expected. Coming I mean, out stories. First of all, this us call Nasbit, the uh, football player. What's his um? He's for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. What is his position? Line? He? No, he's at the lineman. I um. What is his position? This is being yeah. hot. Oh, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> he's so cute. Yeah, and I saw a picture of him when he was a teenager. And talk about geek. geek. And hormones uh, does things. It's just like sometimes you... I, I know there's some people I went to school with. They start off in this... Um, this really... Oh, look at this. I'm looking it for Carl Nesbitt. I want to put Carl Jr.'s... Um, <laughs> <laughs> menu. No, 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 you, no, no. You just got beef on the mind, don't you? I got beef on the mind. Yeah, this is one. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure what his position is. I don't know anything about football. You guys got to excuse me. But anyway, he um he came out. He came out in an interview that he was uh, saying that he uh that he was a gay man. It yeah, it was, a, publicly. It, was
1: a, it was a personal video he had actually taken they showed it. It was really I I saw it. It was uh and his reasoning for doing it here was he realized it's um there may be kids like him that are watching.
0: Yeah, it's a good thing. And oh, he's a defensive lineman. Okay, here it is. His offensive defensive lineman. Now, uh, there have also been a couple of other football players that have come out. There was Dave Copay, who's now 78. He came out after his career was over in 1975. I remember there was a nude poster of him right. hanging in a gay bar. I think it was Lafitte's. Yeah. It, well, well, But see, what,
1: what makes Carl Nassib important is it's the first active. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah, It'll, it's the first time an active one has come yeah. out. And then there's another one that came out in high school named Jake Bain. In 2017. Yeah, he came out before he got... uh, Yeah, before he he got in. He got Liz drafted in. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, Carl Nesbitt. Now, our second one is an actor on The Young and the Restless who has been on there for a long time. And he formerly was on As the World Turns. And he's from New Orleans. He's an Orleans boy. His name is Christian LeBlanc. Okay, with... His name's Christian LeBlanc, and he was in an interview with Maurice Bernard, who plays uh, Sonny on, on uh, General Hospital, interviewed him, and he was talking about homophobia. And he said, uh, our job is, is, uh, as actors, our job is to be honest about mental health, about sexual preferences, and about things you don't hear in history books. And see, he so that after joking about his uh, first meeting. He said he was comparing ages. He said so. Uh, he, he was said to, to uh, Maurice, who was in his fifties. He said, "I'm 63, so you're a tiny tight to me." Now he discussed his brother, who died of AIDS 25 years ago, and uh, and lamented the fact that, in the regular rhythm of an uh, of an education, we're not exposed to so many things that are the main force driving people. So therefore, we're pretty much in a bubble with the people who are driven by the same things. And he said, "If you're different, your feelings don't conform. Then you think you're just a bizarre one." He says, "It's not until after Stonewall it took people took a gay man seriously." So then he followed that with, "I still live with the legacy of a gay man.
1: Mm.
0: There, I still don't hold my husband's hand, of tw- his husband of 28 years' hand in public. Can't do it because it'd be the generation he's from." He's well,
1: from- it's not just generation. Like I get it. Like for some of us that have grown up in the South, it's taken longer for us. Like I, I, I'm not saying I'm not affectionate at some level with my partner. We've been together 14 years, but there's areas, there's places where. I'm
0: yeah, well, gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, some places. especially
1: with my my social anxiety problems, I'm actually. It's not that I'm not going to admit that I'm gay if somebody asks. No, it's not like that. But I'm afraid with like public displays of affection, things like that, in certain settings, and and living in the South, it gets scary when you go out to certain rural areas and stuff. It,
0: well, you know, Lance is, is the king of PD. Oh no, you have the opposite. Sit- you have the opposite situation. I got somebody who want, who is inappropriately,
1: yeah, a little <laughs> grabby.
0: Sometimes we got in a big fight in the Mexican restaurant one time because he got too grabby, and and there were little old ladies at the table next to us. And he's telling me they can't see us. I said, "We're in spitting distance of them. How can you say we can't see it?" We...
1: Also, he'll talk about things, and there's like children right on the table behind. And I'm like, "Lance, there's kids.
0: There's kids." Yeah, but he'll say that to me, he'll, but he'll if if he thinks. I'm yeah, he'll saying...
1: say things to you, and I'm like, and I'm like sitting at the table with y'all, and I'm seeing like the children. Like sometimes if I'm not behind. thinking that I'm talking, he'll go, "Kids over there." <laughs> he does that. Yeah, but he's the one that misses forgets that sometimes. But anyhow. But, uh, but, no, but I can definitely, Christian LeBlanc, is see where, you know, it's, it's still, for some people it's still in their framework of mind that, that, that we can't get past. And we hope that the younger generations can find a way to get past that, not have to have that stigma that sits with some of us that are, say, older, or some of us that have grown a more rural, southern But what area.
0: seems really odd is soap operas. A big, big chunk... Of the audience of daytime soaps are gay men.
1: The drama.
0: Yeah. And why do soap opera actors have to be afraid to come out?
1: Because sometimes a segment of their audience sees them as, especially if the character's straight, sees them as... Well, yeah,
0: because he plays Michael, uh, who's like married to Lauren, one of the main diva's on there. and and
1: and some fans get disappointed. I mean I I think hopefully we're moving past
0: that as generations move you know, forward, but
1: yeah, it's I got to
0: admit when they had uh Willow on Buffy the Vampire Slayer become a lesbian, I ha- I had a problem with it. Not because I have a problem with a lesbian, but I have a problem with the way it was executed.
1: Oh, a lot of things were not It was executed made to well back look back
0: like a choice rather than you either are, you aren't. I mean, this girl was chasing after Xander and, and pining for him, and couldn't wait to have a boyfriend. And then all well, of you got to look
1: at the time frame of how they were handling it back then. And then
0: know. she says something when the character Tara gets killed is that Tara looked at it a certain way, and that's when she. I, so that gave a, a it was like desperation, like she would just go with anybody who loved her. Yeah. And I was glad, but I was glad of one thing. I was one was glad that one, once they made her. They changed the character to being gay. She stayed that way. She didn't just go running back to men, you know. But that would have been really terrible. Yeah, that would have been strange. That wouldn't have helped anything. No.
1: So the other thing we want to talk about in the news, yes, everybody, if you haven't noticed what's on, if there are news specials with it now, everyone's covering it. it is the um, the conservatorship trial for Britney Spears? And Britney Spears is actually, you know, she is providing testimony. And she's really ripping to shreds her own family. She's ripping to shreds some of these uh, these so-called paid psychologists or whatever, therapists that were out there. She's really showing how all these people work together to kind of put her in this sort of mental prison for the last 13 years.
0: Well, yeah. To
1: control her money.
0: And you know that ex-husband's part of that.
1: Probably, at some level. Because where would but he the be, dad have is never the, been without Regardless of him? the ex-husband, though, the dad is just horrible. Uh, Jamie yeah. Spears... You know how we can say, at the end, we usually say, fall out the window? Jamie Spears can fall out that goddamn window for all he's done to Britney.
0: Well, you know what? Britney's got a big, 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 big ally. She's got Cher. Oh, and that's a good thing. She's <laughs> Cher... Is right up there. And share,
1: share is I gotta admit, share is smart on politics, law, all that. Y'all do not sleep on share. Share knows her shit. Well, I'm she gonna tell it. you what it is.
0: Share's been through a lot. She was totally under Sonny Bono's control, and then supposedly David Geffen got out of her, but he was just as controlling as Sonny. Yeah. So she finally she broke free. And made something and did it herself. She and Tina Turner are like the poster children for that kind yeah. of thing. And
1: we also have to think recently, looking at what Kesha went through and also what Taylor Swift has gone through, different situations, yeah. but still situations where women said, Enough is enough about my autonomy, my work, my money, what I have is mine. I own it. You know, and that's where that's where Britney Spears is at. She's like, I own myself. She's saying no more. and She's right.
0: I grew up in an Italian family, so I know what Cher went through. Sonny Bono was was a typical Italian man. Everything. She she found out that the name of the company was Cher Enterprises, and her name was on the company, and she didn't own any of it. Yeah.
1: And, and, And you're wondering, like, oh, why are we talking to these celebrities, things like this? Well, yeah, these are high profile. This is involving a lot of money. But this happens at smaller scales to people. Oh, yeah. People end up in these weird little conservative ships oh, these, or guardianships or things, and, and they get trapped just, in. And we talked about this, remember, when we were talking about that show a while back. Oh, uh, got my brain. The I care a lot. I care a lot, yeah. So, I mean, this can happen if, if you're sitting out there thinking, oh, this can happen to me. It's like, yes, it can happen to Especially you. Especially when you get older. And as you get older, but just to say, if you had a mental crisis, this could happen to you. And some of y'all, I would hope you have good family, but it's not to say your family might not even turn on you. It's possible. So, just really, I am behind the free Britney movement because, in all honesty, this there's there's times I see in my own life, even though I may not have had the level of defining or whatever, I could see where people could have tried to take control of my life.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've had, I have had... And, uh,
1: and thanks to Cher, right, for... I was from... in a
0: situation with a relative where I lived in their house and they were also my boss at work. And I had a... I, I didn't realize what a bad situation I was in until it was over. Because because I um I was under this person's thumb. I had to walk on eggshells so i was glad I'm glad that that was over so i know I know that uh I know that it's uh I know you 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 could be under you could get wound up under somebody's control with through no fault of your own just through circumstance you could wind up in a bad situation they take you and they help you and then they feel as though they own you well, I hope,
1: I think it's going to be more of a judge decision. This is not This is not a kind of thing with the jury or whatever, so I'm hoping the judge really comes through and does right by Britney. So, okay.
0: free Britney. Free Britney. Uh, you got an obit for us? Got yeah, one obit this week.
1: You told me it was a bizarre one. It's a
0: bizarre one. Okay. okay. It's uh, you, All you guys know this name. You all have their software on your computers, on your tablets, the antivirus software, the McAfee. Well, John McAfee is the founder of this software. And he was found dead in a Spanish prison when he was getting ready to be extradited to the U.S. for tax evasion. He was 75 years old. He was awaiting extradition. And after being charged with tax evasion in the United States last year, he fled to Barcelona. And uh, they got him. They arrested him, but they put him in jail. And his, he had a cellmate. They took the cellmate for something, I don't know, some medical thing or something. He came back, and John McAfee was hanging. He killed himself by hanging. Bizarre. Really bizarre. Yeah. So um, wild. I, he, I guess yeah. he really didn't want to go to prison. He really didn't want to go. So anyway, um, and the final two decades of McAfee's life were somewhat bizarre, serious events. In 2012, he was briefly vanished after fleeing his home in Belize. Because local police tried to question him on the death of his neighbor. He has denied involvement in the death and claimed that he fled because he feared for his life. And he spent time in Guatemala, moved to Montreal, Canada, and he worked on a documentary about his life. And he ran for U.S. president in 2016 as a libertarian. He ran against Donald Trump and and Hillary Clinton.
1: Oh, that was it. I didn't even, you know, I didn't piece together, you just said it, but I do remember seeing his name and I wasn't... (laughs) Oh, that's
0: wild. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, that's our one death. John McAfee did at uh, 75 years old by suicide. So, you. Well, tell the listeners about the Patreon account. Oh, yeah, the Patreon. Why I always forget that thing? Is that a senior <laughs> thing? Have you just- given up
1: on it? Tell them. Okay.
0: Uh, you can join up. Uh, you want to give us some support? We uh, have a Patreon account, and we have three tiers. We have. Uh, uh, all our tiers are named after notorious New Orleans murderers. Uh, entry level is Antoinette Frank, the killer cop. And that one is $5 a month. And uh, middle tier, mid-tier is the Axeman. They are the Axeman, uh, the notorious serial killer from the early 20th century. And that one is... $10 a month. You get a little bit more on that than you do on a $5 a month. Now, the big premium one is Madame LeLauré, that notorious woman that tortured, murdered, and abused her slaves. Or, his, or I'd rather say enslaved people. That's, I don't know. It's, it's more PC, but I think it sounds better. I'm not one for all the PC woke stuff, but that sounds better. And uh, she... Um, she was uh, probably the most notorious serial killer in history. But anyway, her tier is $25. But you get all kinds of cool shit. You get t-shirts, tote bags, coffee mugs, a print autographed by us. Yes. What else do they have? There's an, isn't there a, um, the t-shirts, coffee mugs, the print. Tote bag. The tote bag. There's one other thing. I can't remember what it was. I don't know why it rained, uh, Anyway... That's, a, that's the premium one. And you're also going to get access to some of our live shows. Uh, we just did an interview today... And we may be doing a live show from a Twelfth Night Party next year.
1: We might. It was an
0: excellent interview. Because <laughs> we we actually... It was a man named Mr. Frank Perez.
1: Yeah, if you're listening to this
0: one, it really is a good... Let's give his book a... His book. You got any of the titles, any of his books? We well, the one, one we mainly talked
1: about was In Exile. In Exile. That he co-authored with Jeffrey Palmquist. And then,
0: and then he had the Southern Decadence. Southern
1: Southern uh book. But yeah, um, if you want, actually, y'all go more thing is, is go listen, kind of, I know if you're listening to this one, which is about uh, a heinous act that was done happened in New Orleans, you definitely, it's good to go listen to the Frank Perez interview, because there we really examine the bar culture of New Orleans and the gay culture of New Orleans. Plus
0: much more. And it
1: will make you, by listening to all the wonderful stories and all the dental history there, it'll make you come back, and if you listen to this again, or it make you think about listening to this one as you're listening to this one, how sad this truly is. Though. Yes.
0: Yeah. So anyway, um, and he's also he's running for district um, count, uh, New Orleans City Council District C, and uh, if you want to donate something, what is it? What's it, the website for? www.frankperezcitycouncil.com. I believe it. It's on he, uh, he uh, a. He has. He stated it on the interview. He states it on the interview, and yeah. Um. And Frenchquarterfrank.com is his uh, his website. Yeah. And it has right about it. all of his personal. So, things. we got uh, we we got all that out the way. Now we want to get to our horoscope. Oh, you know what time it is? It's horoscope. It's time. weekly ho- okay, no, horoscope. No, so that's be- no. No, no, no.
1: Stop! <laughs> I'm not allowing you to put a jingle on my weekly horoscope.
0: Oh, it's that's a take on it's holiday <laughs> duty
1: time. Uh, I I know it's not that time. It, it's <laughs> what weekly. time
0: is it? Getting- it's weekly it's horoscope Irish- time. <laughs> Talk we're talking about, about the children.
1: Camp. Guess what? Yeah, we're well, sending all you little summer. bitches to summer
0: camp, honey. and you won't let them sing.
1: Well, they can sing while they're at summer camp because okay. I won't. Be, yeah, I won't be there. I can't fine. sing it's horoscope. Time. Or will I be there? We'll find out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Anyhow, bitches, get on the bus because we're sending y'all out to summer camp. Let's start with Aries. Now, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna tell you which activity. At summer camp, you're gonna
0: die or be
1: killed from. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> Aries are gonna
0: die and get killed, in or get killed
1: from? Yeah, Aries, is gonna be for swimming in the lake.
0: Oh, that'll do it. <laughs> what you got to say about well, that? Uh, is, is Jason gonna pop up and grab him like he did? They have that he... the
1: the creature from the Black Lagoon, big old octopus
0: tentacle come so out.
1: Octopus tentacles, just being simple and dumb and drunk and just just. Drowning and shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, Jason's gonna get him.
1: That'll do it. just some Aries get drunk enough. That's probably they just kill them. Well,
0: sleepaway camp when they found out the girl was a boy at the end. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? I think it's been a while. What well, it was, this movie is: poor girl, she was being bullied throughout all of it. And these murders were happened, and she everybody thinks she's in trouble. And then at the end, you found out she's the killer, and she's standing there naked with a penis. All right, hey. All right. <laughs>
1: Next, we got Taurus.
0: Taurus. <laughs> what are you, where, When are y'all going to die? While roasting marshmallows. Oh, what's going to happen? The big old flame going to come out on them? Well, at least they got to enjoy some s'mores. Somebody gonna, is somebody going to come up and squirt some gasoline on the fire? <laughs> oh, what about the wildfire? What's that thing that's coming at them? Oh uh, That's
1: yeah. one of my other signs is gonna deal with that bullshit. Oh, yeah. Say that's that. No, they're gonna be all right. Taurus, yeah. Taurus
0: is just whatever. Spray some doing. lighter fluid on there.
1: Something, something like that might happen. more lighter fluid. Yeah, but there's another sign. When Marshmallows
0: get toasted. Another
1: sign later on gets kicked by a possible when wildfire. Marshmallows definitely get toasted. Gemini.
0: That's Roz, huh?
1: Well, the way you die is by hanging around the tetherball pole, especially when the thunderstorm comes through. <laughs>
0: Well, if that's how Rod's there it's a large <laughs> crash of lightning he's a big target so you know the thunder rolls <laughs> <laughs> there big go ball hitting him in the balls
1: <laughs> don't they say it smells like a barbecue no
0: <laughs> Well and well uh, what is barbecue searing flesh yeah really you think they about do it. say
1: the actual pork barbecuing does smell like human flesh as well because they say pigs and humans have very close flesh. Well, they
0: use that in CSI all the time to, to check the... um So it means we taste like pork? Apparently. We don't taste like chicken? But you going to get you some rack of ribs? <laughs> I ain't going to get no rack. rack of ribs. Okay, well. <laughs> we, we really have gone to another now level. i think twice. I think it's going to be brisket all the way when I go to Dickie's Barbecue.
1: <laughs> Are you going to make sure they're grass-fed... <laughs> Uh, ribs no, or not? Uh, gra- no, no. Hey, Do you want the vegan or do you want the...
0: No, I don't eat anything vegan.
1: You, you're you not eating the I vegan I won't rib. eat an,
0: an Impossible Whopper because there's kale in it.
1: No, I was talking about the person who was the vegan eating their ribs. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> Being grass uh. <laughs> All the vegans are going to come after me now. Oh, my God. You're like, why are you telling people to cannibalize us? Yeah. Oh, well. Come on, it's fucking horoscopes, bitch. If you can't handle it, this ain't the podcast. No. <laughs> but if you're still with us, let's continue along. Cancer.
0: Oh, that's me.
1: <laughs> you, you know where you know why you're going to die, where you're going to die? While kissing on a canoe.
0: Oh, something romantic, and and be a full moon and everything. Yeah, but I have questions. Is it the person you
1: kissed? <laughs> Did they not want to kiss? Like, what's the deal? Why? I don't know. I've
0: kissed some frogs before, so. And they and they
1: turned into they they turned into ratchet hoes, not yeah, they turned into ratchet hoes, not princes. Not
0: princes. Alcoholics. A few of them. Druggies. Male strippers with giant egos. Oh, God. All things that go bump in the night.
1: <laughs> they bump and bump in the
0: night. Yeah, wow. okay, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. How do
0: you think I have open shutters, you know
1: <laughs> Are you always looking behind you? Always.
0: Oh, yeah. Always. Always. <laughs> But they all dead, but I'm still looking behind <laughs> me. Cause
1: you had just racked up like exes and
0: and former flings and oh you, yeah,
1: you have had a lustrous uh,
0: yes, and out of all of those. But, what, well, weren't maybe you? Maybe two of them or something. Weren't you a slut
1: of. puppy to begin with? No, well, I
0: was in the show. I know. I'm
1: just picking, but weren't you in real life? No. Oh shut up! I had to throw that load in there. Yeah, I had to throw that in. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'll get you back.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're always trying to get me back. I survive. I'm like, what am I? I'm like a. I'm like a
0: you like the the, the the horror movie monster? I just keep coming back. You like Donald Trump? You just keep coming back. Okay, please don't refer to me as Donald. No, <laughs> I knew that would get you. <laughs> that might get you killed. That might get you killed. Yeah, I knew I would get to you on, on something. All right, yeah, Leo. Curtis. Y'all going to die doing a tug-of-war.
1: <laughs> oh, tug, my during,
0: God. During, oh during,
1: my. during a
0: goddamn tug-of-war. So war. he's going to be like five other people against this one 400-pound person. And when they pull it, this guy's going to come and crush everybody. Yeah, and Leo's going to get the full impact. Oh, poor Curtis. The, Curtis couldn't do a tug-of-war. He couldn't. Right, right. Hmm. It, it could never happen. But
1: then again, on the other hand, tug of war is just trying to get in and out of the bathroom during Southern
0: Decadence. Oh, that's not a tug of war. That's that, that's a, well, I don't know what you'd call that. That's an act of war. Yeah, that's an act of Congress. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah there's a old song. Ain't nowhere to pee on Mardi Gras day. You ever heard <laughs> that? <laughs> that's the same
1: problem. Mardi Gras another time. Yeah, that's the same goddamn yeah. shit. Uh, well, Burgo, get ready. These are the ones. They gonna die by the by campfire storytelling. Because the Santa Ana winds are probably going to blow oh, that's when through. I, oh, that, they're the ones where it's going to blow through in the ass, a fire's gonna get. and they're going to actually cause the forest fire and get in, in, engulfed in it. Yeah.
0: So there'll be all skeletal bones when it all passes.
1: So Virgos, do us all a favor: have somebody else light the fire, or just don't even fucking light the fire to begin with.
0: Why don't you just let the Virgos do what they're gonna do? There's they're one, gonna do it anyway. Certain Virgos, in particular, you know. That we're it's like
1: do that. Virgos. I know y'all are intelligent. I know you're detailed when you want to be all this, but you can't control the weather. That's all I'm gonna say. Even though you
0: think you can, you can't. Okay. Some of them can't control their bowels. but you know that's. <laughs> no comment. <Okay>. No
1: comment. <laughs>
0: Libra oh Libra that was my mom well they' gonna already di- going
1: bless her. I love you stories oh I wonder if she would agree with this she's gonna die by jumping from the diving platform
0: oh no she wouldn't jump from the diving platform so that would be she wouldn't even she didn't want people to see you in the bathing suit
1: well wait you might have to jump because you might have serial killer coming up the tower you don't know what's going oh on, that's or, true you may have your only escape is that way or oh. we well, don't know what the reason is but libra's no
0: matter what yeah and it, she would want to survive that because she'd want to see the investigation discovery uh, episode about, about it. like t- isn't it like 10 meters <laughs> she's want to read the book about it
1: it's 10 meters up isn't it yeah you, something like, yeah. like that yeah 10 meters is pretty meters that's that's pretty high. That's way up to, How many stories is it? I don't know. I I've it, seen them up. I think uh, he says like four stories, isn't it? I think
0: Greg Luganis... Isn't
1: it like four regular stories or something like that? Yeah,
0: something like that. I remember Greg Luganis jumping from that thing and hitting his head. It's... Yeah, it's dangerous as fuck. Yeah. And you're talking true. about trained people. So,
1: even when they get hurt, they were taking some measures. I knew what they were doing. Untrained people... <laughs>
0: I mean... Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, Scorpio. Y'all next.
0: Scorpio. What's going to happen?
1: You know why you y'all gonna ass is going to die?
0: How the ass is going to die? Your ass, too. That's my ass. Cave dwelling.
1: I was going to say cave exploring, but by the time... That's just what uh, what we say as children. Oh, we're going to explore the cave. But we really just want to, as Scorpios, we want to get away that the hell away from everybody else. So we go set up shop in the cave. And before you know it, either we woke up an animal in the cave that was sleeping there that doesn't want to be our friend and would rather make us dinner or just get us to shut up. Or we've actually awoken a demon inside, deep inside the earth. So, I mean, there you go. That's why oh. Scorpio's dying. Cave dwelling. All right. I actually think... I actually think. I mean, if they had Wi Fi, I would really think about a cave dwelling. You know. Okay, never
0: mind. A uh, Sagittarius. Oh, oh, what you that's gonna, my man. What you gonna do, to that poor man now? King he, Kong. He's gonna die during,
1: during the potato sack running. Oh racing. my god! The potato sack races
0: races. Oh, make sure he's not wearing those sandals. Oh, the sand <laughs> during the potato sack race.
1: He might. Maybe <laughs> I'm dying now. Wait, I'm thinking of the. Oh. Well, hmm. Well, hopefully they had good french fries oh. before the potato sacks. I yeah,
0: I get to put french fries first because you know, I got to fresh. That those fresh sack french fries. French fries, yeah. Maybe, maybe they jump off a cliff. Like, well, I'm winning, I'm winning. Ah! Yeah. Squat. <laughs> All right. Oh, goodness. Capricorn.
1: Lance. Oh, that's your man, Lance. Lance. Guess what he's gonna die by? What's he
0: gonna die by? Doing arts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait. What you got? Wait. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, he's born on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh wait. Oh yes. And then, yes. But, maybe they'll be in the summer and camps happen in the summer so maybe it'll be summer and christmas in july night he'll fall off the ladder hanging up the big old wreath or the bell or put the the star on the christmas tree or maybe somebody will, will um will switch the blunt scissors for sharp ones or maybe he was the kid that fell asleep with
1: Santa on top of him and Santa smothering no, it. Never mind. Oh, that could happen. I'm going to leave that alone.
0: You know, uh, oh, well. I'm, uh, <laughs>
1: Are we calling out his business now? No, nah, no. Nah.
0: <laughs> I was going to tell a story, but I think I'm saving it for the next part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Aquarius. We got a
1: couple Aquariuses out there. We were just talking about one of our favorite Aquarius listeners just earlier. Oh, which That we one? really love. One of our favorite listeners, Godfrey. Godfrey. Oh, hey, Godfrey. So, honestly, if anyone's got to die, you got one of the most fantastic ways to go. Rock climbing.
0: Oh, my God. Godfrey rock climbing. He could he do it. doesn't look like the rock climbing type.
1: He might be able to. Hey, trust me. Godfrey is amazing. He's, yeah, he's pretty resourceful. So you'd be amazed with... Yeah. Uh, well, enjoy your time up there for as long as it might be. Well, the following takes
0: a few seconds.
1: Well, yeah, the following takes a few seconds. Yeah. Pisces! Oh! Oh, you know I love my Pisces people. Yeah, we don't even know a Pisces. Oh, people. I do! Who? She listens to the podcast and they just recently moved. Uh, her and her husband and, and the girls, Monique. Oh, I love me some Monique. Welcome to
0: our podcast Welcome. Uh, we love you, Monique. One of our, one of our listeners. Like we all, love all our listeners. Like
1: all things that Pisces, even the ones we hate,
0: we love them too. Yeah,
1: like all things Pisces do. <laughs> you're not just gonna take yourself down, but you're gonna probably make sure to take everyone
0: else down with you. During an archery tournament. Oh, my God. You know what? It's probably the second place person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the winner. <laughs> like in a ghost show, the band, the ghost that hit the arrow in his neck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh God! He
1: probably was a Pisces. And I had to think about it. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. But he seemed like he could have been, possibly. But anyhow, oh, my. that is for y'all, Pisces. Have fun with the uh, arrow, bows and arrows.
0: All righty. So we're gonna uh, uh, we're gonna take a break for our Barry Marino Craft Creations commercial that we do every week, and then we're gonna come back with our uh, our story. Um, so uh, the last This isn't really a, I don't know if you would call this our season finale Because we still have the Harvey Milk episode to go But it's the next uh, installment Of uh, Targeted While Out LGBT hate crimes yeah. This is one. This one's particularly sad And very historic It happened almost 50 years ago it's, uh, It happened here in New Orleans Where, we, where we're uh, recording from yeah. It's uh, the Upstairs Lounge arson attack The Upstairs Lounge fire uh, we'll be talking about that in pretty much depth uh, when we come back from commercial. So we'll see you in a little.
1: Hey, Philip, what's up? Oh, I'm here. I'm alive. I'm kicking. How you week go? It went well. It went well. Uh, got to watch a few new shows. Oh, what'd you watch? Oh, um, first off, got to mention the new docu-series on Netflix, Surviving Death.
0: Yeah, started that one. It looks really good. All kinds
1: of interesting topics. Mediums, near-death experiences, even had a thing about reincarnation, which is important to the episode tonight. You know, you want to watch it
0: uh, after we finish recording the episode? Sure. And then, and then next week we could talk a little bit more about it. Definitely, because I know you didn't actually finish it. No, know? I didn't. Actually, I don't even I'm know if one... you saw the episode. I'm talking
1: about the reincarnation episode. No,
0: I haven't yet, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And what else have you been watching? Oh,
1: well, the third season of American Gods is back. Oh, I saw yes. the first two. I got... And all I want to say, no spoilers. But all I want to say is the fabulous actress Dominique Jackson joins
0: the cast. The transgender girl from Pose? The one
1: that played Electra yesterday. Oh, Codes. she's wonderful. Yeah, so no spoilers. Go watch it, you will enjoy you her. You know role. what I'm
0: waiting for? I'm waiting for a few episodes to be posted because so, I'm more of a binger. I like to watch one after another. I don't like waiting a week to see the next one. I don't know. I couldn't wait. I Amer- got that. American Gods is like a crack hit for me. <laughs> Back in 1980, and yes, I am old enough to remember who they are on Dallas. We had to wait six, seven months before the new ones came in, and still, it took them three episodes to name the culprit. they driving the whole the whole, whole troupe is drove nuts. So, well, what have you been watching? Well, I, we we've been watching this this NBC show called Good Girls, and it's about these women. Regular, everyday women, one's a housewife, one's a single mom, and the other one's um, a woman that's married, but she has, you know, she works. She's like a working mom. And they have an, all these financial problems, and they decide to rob the grocery store where the single mother works. <laughs> oh my God. And it leads to all kinds of craziness. Now, the star of it is Christina Hendricks. You know who she is from Mad Men? Oh, loves her in Mad She's Man. A, the big boob head uh, secretary with the red hair, yes. With the red hair, yes. Yeah. yes and hair. she, it's it's really it's really kind of cool to see her now as like a mom, you know. Instead of, instead of the secretary, but you know what, She's still got the big boobs. You can't hide that. I <laughs> mean, come on, you got you work with what you got, okay? She's still got the, but they don't make it's not such a big old uh, deal made over them because you know she's a mom now, you know. Right. And uh, I've also I started watching that one, and I've started watching another documentary called The Ripper. And it's about this serial killer that mimicked Jack the Ripper, and this is in the, it's a it's set in the 1970s. I need to watch that one. I haven't watched that one. I had a friend that said she watched
1: that Ripper. That's uh-huh. why I want to watch. And she said she's never been paranoid about things, but after that, she had to go check her lock like three or four different times.
0: Well, you know our girls from Don't Look Under the Bed watched it too. They, what did they, they say? Abeta about... said it was wonderful, but they, they didn't give any spoilers or anything. So okay, well, we'll go, I'm gonna at... definitely have to go watch. it. Yeah, this we thing. gotta watch that one, and I definitely want to watch the one about the lives, about the you know the surviving death. Uh, we also have guess what? We got two more reviews on Apple, and I think they get, and they're pretty cool. It's us but we still have a 5.0 rating. Now, the first one, this is from. There's a bunch of letters, a lot of consonants. This person's name K S T R E R I L B F R. Just call it
1: Juve to go the last Juve.
0: Okay, so Juve says, So good. Philip and Barry are hilarious, and the show is so good. Become a fan now so you can say you were a fan from the beginning when they blow up. This guy thinks we're going to blow up. Well, thank you That's so much. So cool. was... Thank you, Juve. You know, you, you know, you can email us at openshutters at yahoo.com if you have any ideas, anything, or you know, want to make some suggestions or anything. That goes to all, all our listeners out there. Now, the second one says, uh, this is from David M. Wine. And he says, "Right about spooky. Barry is a terrific host and does an awesome job of taking all things scary, ranging from spirits to murderers. Death worth the listener. That's if you're not too afraid of ghosts, that is. <laughs> I <ain't> afraid of <laughs> Thanks, David. <laughs> Thanks. And, uh, where else, where else are we right now? Did we, we did our shout out yet or we? You
1: need to do your shout outs,
0: yeah. Talk All right. Yeah, I got two, two, uh, I want to try to do two every episode. And, uh, one of them is, um, where did I have that at? And one, okay. We have two, uh, two episodes. I was there already. Look at that mess. And, uh. The first one I want to talk about is about anime. You know anything about anime? I know I know some. I'm not I'm not any expert or anything, but yeah, I do know what I do know what anime. Is. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's called The Shonen Flops. The Shonen in. is that how pretty to pronounce the it? It Shonen. And um, what it is is it, it's a, it's anime. They, these are like the comic book, graphic novel type. Uh, oh, manga. Your manga, so it has yeah. these mangas that didn't make it. showing is like the top of the line producer of the of the anime, and these are the ones that didn't make it. That's why it's called flop. And what they do is they talk about what it uh, it, it you know they talk about what went wrong, uh, why uh, why these things didn't make it, and how good they are, and and everything like that. And I've listened to him, and it's really he got me more interested interested in there he is. that uh, that's uh, right there. The names are David. Oh, that was David. That's the one who gave us the, the review. Yes, that's David. David and and um, oh, get the other guy's name's Jordan, I believe. If I'm wrong, David, let me know. But anyway, they're really are they're really cool, and they really got me interested more in anime and, and the and these graphic novels and mangas how do you say? Manga. That? I'm an old man. I don't know how to pronounce this crap. We're going to help you. Manga. 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 All right. And the other one is called Movie Muggin. And Movie Muggin is hosted by a father and son team Vince and Jack. Vince is the dad. Jack is the son. They already sound cool. They're Vince and Jack. That just sounds cool. Yeah, and you know, it's just something real. I just think it's really something cool when generations intertwine and like the same things. I don't like a generation gap. I, like, I think generations should be together. Yeah. yeah. yeah together. And I think the older the ones yeah. need to kind of swing with the times to understand the younger ones more. I don't think, you know, because the world's changed, so we should too. Well, like, yeah, you're a baby boomer, not I'm a millennial. We get along great. Uh, and and we, you know, we know some general Yeah, and, and uh, Roz is a millennial also. I think she's on the later end of the millennial. I'm the early part. <laughs> and Curtis, our mutual friend, is also a baby boomer, but he's a later baby boomer than me. But anyway, okay, so was, so um, Vince and Jack, they review movies, and I love the format they did. I listened to their, bo- their uh, Boogie Nights episode. Okay, that already has me interested to go listen to this. And I listened (laughs) to the Boogie Nights episode. They speak at first, and they have a really good banter, and Jack plays a kind of okay young guy that doesn't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Vince is the more sophisticated, because he's dad, of course, right? So what they did is they talk a little bit about the movie and do the banter like we do in our first half. And then they stop the podcast, they pause it, go watch the movie, and then come back and review the movie while it's still fresh in their minds.
1: That's an innovative and way to do
0: it. Yeah, they like give it. They give it a little rating. And when I listened to their, their Boogie Nights episode, I had to get on Hulu and watch Boogie Nights. <laughs> I had seen it several times, but I had to see it again. And it, by the way, movie I recommend a lot. Got a lot of really cool actors in it, like Julianne Moore. It's one of Burt Lorenzo's last films. Yeah, There's Julianne Moore, uh, Mark Wahlberg, um, William, uh, uh, William H. Macy. You know Frank Gallagher from Shameless, and he's uh, and uh, who else is in it too? There's some great music in that movie. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, all that 70s Take you stuff. Back, yes, and there's um and, and I already mentioned Julianne Moore. Uh, what's the one I'm trying to think of right now? Mark. Oh yeah, John C. Riley, And one of his younger appearances. And, uh, oh wow. Yeah, and Don Do You know him? Yes. Um, his first thing was that Golden Girls spinoff, Golden Palace. That was the first thing he would ever done. Yeah. So he goes, you know, from Blanche and, and Rose and Sophia, that's the one with, after Dorothy had left, to, you know, like Linda Lovelace. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we recommend movie muggings and the show in flop right off the bat. Great podcast. All righty. Is it time for... You did you have a couple we of We got a couple of bits. We sure do. Let's see. Okay. Oh, uh, these are just... Uh, we didn't have anybody... Re- well, that's
1: good. well, that's that's great to know because I mean there are a lot of people dying
0: every day. Yeah, you know? I know everybody dies every day. Well, first we we'll <laughs> talk about is Jerry Martin. He was from the group Jerry and the Pacemakers, which was one of the British invasion groups. As a matter of fact, they were big rivals of the Beatles. You ever heard of the Beatles? You know I've heard of the Beatles. I don't know who are they. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm being a smart. I know. Son. I know. Uh, he died. Uh, he he had uh, hits like "Ferry Cross the, the Mersey." And Don't Let the Sun Catch You Cry, and and did a version of You'll Never Walk Alone, you know, from um, Carousel. The Rogers oh. and Hammerstein, yeah, he did a pop version of that. Uh, he died, uh, he was 78, died of a heart infection. So rest in peace, Jerry. I hope the pacemakers are up there. I wonder if he had a pacemaker. He died of a oh heart infection. Oh my gosh, no. All right, I had to go there. <laughs> I had terrible. to go there. No, no. I had to go there. I'm sorry. You did. Our second one is a soap actor named John Riley. He was on General Hospital. He played Jack in General Hospital. And uh, he was, um, he, that was the one he was on the longest. He was on other shows like As the World Turns and Loving and a few others. But he died, don't cause a death, but he was 86. So I'm an old age, you know. What else we got on the agenda here? Did I miss anything? No, it's time for you know what time it's it is. A horoscope, the weekly
1: horoscopes. Oh, go got, ahead,
0: Philip. We got
1: them for you. Yeah, we got some good ones this week. We're still rolling bodies over here. Oh yes, <laughs> Aries, waiting patiently to seize more opportune moments. You can Ooh. always make more sacrifices to the powers that be. Oh, whether that's the gods or the Illuminati. Naughty, really? Yep. Pile the wood high for a midwinter's bonfire and tie down the people you oh. have anointed with oil. Before the week is out, you will watch it light up and enjoy every minute until they are just
0: ashes with a few glowing embers. So they just oil and fire is just going to burn them all up. fucks in a bon- Oh, yeah, my God. <laughs> roasting and toasting. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm about to faint already.
1: Ah, that bull. That's those bulls, yeah. And they, oh, they're acting kind of bullish this week. All you asked of your friends was one simple request to stay near and also be dear. Those few who listened were spared, but the others were not.
0: Oh, I'm sure. They
1: sit now six feet under in a pine box.
0: Not New Orleans. They're not six feet under. We've no, they're probably be washed out somewhere, yeah. yeah. You've
1: given them a breathing tube to blow out their screams, they should have considered your feelings <laughs> instead of their selfish dreams. Oh,
0: my God. You you know, you are probably like Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy's hero with these. Probably things. so.
1: The dirt has now buried what life they have left and memories of whimpers for those who will be bereft. And you got poetic on top. On that right. one, yeah. I think I got a poetry all through here today. I was I was in a mood yeah, this week. Yeah, rhyming. We write little songs for Halloween. Maybe so. <laughs> demented little songs. Oh,
0: that was pretty. That was, that was big on the demented scale. Talking about demented. Gemini. Is that? That's, that's a, how I rise. That's how I rise. <laughs> Tired
1: of all the bullshit and drama. Time to clean up and clean out every area of your life. Not leaving this task to the garbage pickup, you have decided instead to chain every person that is a nuisance
0: to a tree outside. I am afraid of our Raz chaining people. He finds a so, nuisance, anything, because I think there are a few people in this room from... that would be chained to something. Oh yeah, he's nodding now. Yeah.
1: The wind is howling <laughs> with such a fierce cold, it will not bite at their souls. The uh, flesh that is there the next morning
0: will serve any scavengers that might be out there and roaming. Do You see that. Now Roz knows what to do with them, so them remains and he just feed them to the He's not going
1: to, that's the only thing. He's only cleaning it out of where it needs to get. He doesn't uh, worry about what actually ha- ends with the remains. You Unless know they're what? outside, that's no this longer. This boy has the to...
0: patience of a saint. He puts up with a lot from us. But what would we do without him? I don't know. Well, let's see what <laughs> you're going to do because cancer's oh, next. Oh, I'm next. Oh, Yeah, Cancer. Oh, what am I going to do
1: Sitting on the shore next to a lonely lighthouse, your emotions have left you without much outlook. Oh, my God. Your search in the dark with just one beacon to see highlights nothing but the void and the emptiness far out beyond the solemn waves. Void and empty. Stuck here wallowing in all your bitterness and woe, you fail to realize what might emerge from the deep. Bitterness and woe? Me? Yeah.
0: No. Yeah.
1: But see, you fail to realize what might oh, emerge from the deep. Made it's tentacles of here. something more fearful that will creep. More fearful than any of the stuff you just read out? I don't know, you got tentacles coming for
0: you. Tentacles? Well oh, good lord. there's like a Stephen King <laughs> thing where the tentacles come out of the fire.
1: Don't you have a partner that's in the tentacle porn or something? <laughs>
0: Mm, you uh, plead the fifth on that one? I plead the fifth on anything about we that We know the tales. Yeah. We've heard the stories. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing he doesn't listen to podcasts. i will probably listen to this one. <laughs> yeah, he has to be the one This will be the one, one time he would listen to. Yeah.
1: Well, now we've arrived at Leo. Oh, that's my other one. And Curtis's. <laughs> Y'all best beware with Leo's this week. Oh. Arson has been on your mind of late. You just have to figure a time and a date. Mm. The house has sat there waiting on, hoping for you to turn it into a home once again. But you have felt like no help has come in a while. So you take up a match and you give it a swift scratch. You flick that stick to ignite those flames high and hoping the fire takes out each one in every locked bedroom. You drive off as the gas pipes go. Now Kaboom. you know yeah, I mean, you have.
0: You just gave me a very very disturbing image of Curtis driving away from the house in his little Mississippi barrage <laughs> as it goes boom. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like finally, ha ha ha, got rid well, of all. he knows. Land. He knows he's <laughs>
1: my best. He knows I'll give him a place to live after he's killed all y'all. It's <laughs> Actually, yeah,
0: since I'm that's part my sign too. I'd probably be with him. Yeah, <laughs> <the other. Well. laughs>
1: You know, you, know, you know they're going to use this against you later on in
0: a uh, courtroom. Oh, yes, you yes, know. yes. Maybe we'll get a joining cell. So. <laughs> Curtis, what do you want to watch? Silent. <laughs> God damn it, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, Virgo. My
1: niece. Feeling a little extra picky and not ready to snap every bone you've decided to resort to some torture on others, keeping it right at the surface. Oh. You got sandpaper for scraping, tweezers for pinching, and little needles oh. for poking. Oh. oh, As the small little wounds grow into many all over their skin, the blood will be smeared by a tiny paintbrush. Happy trees everywhere on their epidermis, because plenty of time to cause pain Without all the rush.
0: Was Madame Lalaurie for a go? Because it sounds like her, her uh, mo. I oh,
1: Was she much of an artist, though?
0: No. No. Well, she considered her torture an art form.
1: Yeah.
0: Hmm. Maybe so. Hmm. We have an episode about my, our first full episode is about Madame Lalaurie. in case any of you new listeners out there haven't heard it, it's wonderful. <laughs> and to give us another plug. All them plugs, huh? Yeah, all them plug, plug it in, plug it in, you
1: know.
0: <laughs> don't plug everything in though. No. <laughs> and don't stand, don't stand in the puddle of water and plug in your coffee maker. That never works.
1: Now you're just giving me more ideas for later horoscopes. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm giving all these ideas for people to do things, and this is going to come back on me at some point.
0: Yeah, you're going to get sued, and they're going
1: to have Who all cares? these. Who Mom's a... against creepy podcasts. <laughs> Oh, yeah, let let, let, let them bring it. They'll see what happens. (laughs) Libra. Looking for a change of scenery. You will climb to a higher vantage point. It might be a mountain or a skyscraper you choose. No matter the choice, the air will be crisp. Cloud nine, it will seem as a picture of floating and being free, but soon that image will all be crushed. A wave or a push, and the tumble or fall will ensue. To drop mm. from such a height down below your body will look such a
0: fright. Oh my God. Yeah, if you, when you fall from that kind of distance, what else are you going to look like but a fright? Well, I <laughs> okay,
1: apparently had some enemies.
0: <laughs> uh, somebody had some enemies. <laughs>
1: yeah, Levers usually say something against somebody else. So that's usually what gets them killed. Yeah. <laughs> Scorpio! Oh, that's you, huh? Oh yeah, oh Yeah. Mm. Waterboarding your minions and hosing them down, you are trying to make them more complicit and meek. Most will comply with your methods, so mad, but there are few that will still put up a fight. The ice baths are where you will force the loud ones. If they <laughs> calm down, then some comfort they may find. Otherwise, they will die with their last peep as you put them to death to embrace a cold sleep. Oh, so you're going to put people
0: in ice to kill them. Yeah, like a slow death. Do you have anybody you want to put in that ice? Anybody you know? Mm-hmm. We don't mention I have it names. Though, we're not going to mention it, you know, on, I mean, a, I've on got the, record. I've got to keep that. I keep on wanting to say on the and air. And I mean, I you know to,
1: I'm not going to give those names on air.
0: I guess we all on the air because the internet is kind of like, you know, we well, on the wire. You're, you're more willing to blab your names than I am. Huh? Why well, haven't blabbed any names? At least none of the, okay, all I will say
1: is none of the people in this house... Or on that
0: list. That so least how many other people that could be on the list? Oh I I can think of one offhand. I don't I'm not mentioning name, but it, it's a former roommate of yours that really needs it.
1: <laughs> well, I think somebody else will take care
0: of that. Yeah. <laughs> and one of our one one of your ex roommates is our listener and we just want him to know it's not you, honey. Oh, it's not you. No, <laughs> no yeah, it's not you.
1: Definitely not. Sagittarius. Okay, this, this is once again my man with his crazy ass.
0: And uh, the late Marcy Marcel, the Sagittarius. Oh, yeah. Lo- loved her. Now, she would have done this fast. And my first husband, too.
1: Yes. So, Sagittarius, you wonder what this tingle and urge in your heart might be. It is probably a desire to go on another shooting spree. Ooh. No one is safe if you have become this crazy. The question is what weapon to use. Many of you might grab a rifle, but more credit is due to the creative among you. The winner of all of your lot is the one who fires arrows blazing so hot. The poison tips or an extra touch as you send others to a funeral pyre on spot.
0: Sounds like there were a lot of Sagittarius in Washington last week, huh?
1: No (laughs) No comment.
0: That's all I'm saying. No
1: comment <laughs> about that. Okay.
0: Oh God! Anyway, I will. Ross was so afraid I was gonna say something out of line. He's waving his arms every which way right now. But you might be right, <laughs> someone. But no comment. Okay. Now we gotta be careful what we say. We don't want to slander anybody. Yeah. Capricorn.
1: Oh, this is this is this is your your partner, huh? Oh, what's he?
0: This getting, is your what, sleeping buddy, huh? What is he up to?
1: Yeah, Capricorn. Your affections for others has made you prepare meals and experiences to make them happy and fat. Oh, yeah, he after, likes them fat. After a while, they will just sit in the place you have set, without a care in the world or an idea to be thought. I'm getting another reaction from my The rock. chair you have there where they sat will only be that. As they enjoy every morsel and bite, your hunger will grow. And soon your stomach will see what a tasty meal they may be. So in other words, he's fattening people up to just to eat them. Yep. Knowing they have become a part of you, the satisfaction inside fills you with glee.
0: Mm-mm. I know, mm, huh? Mm-mm-mm. That one's scary.
1: Aquarius. I love my Aquariuses. I actually had a hard time writing for y'all. Y'all actually are very different than the rest of the uh Zodiac this week. Y'all have a really good week coming up. I don't know any Aquarius. Y'all have a really great week coming up. Aquarius, everything is coming together for you to throw the most captivating party, even with restrictions. It's bizarre enough to be avant-garde, complete with all the latest alien technology. That sounds like a cool party. You encourage your guests to drink the night away. Oh, wow. Knowing there is more than alcohol in that punch. Uh as the event rages on, they fall one by one to the floor. Oh God! They wake up the next morning in a mobile morgue trailer.
0: Where are you taking them? Oh God, that happened to me already. Waking up in, the mobile in a mobile trailer. In a mobile morgue want... trailer? I woke up in a trailer once. Just a trailer, not a morgue trailer. No. This... <laughs> All right, this is this is 1980. You got to remember the times. And somebody gave me these. Pills, I guess you call them. Oh, my God. So this is a
1: little too real, isn't well, you know, it? it,
0: it, it what, they call, what do they call? Quaaludes? Yeah. And I took one and I said, oh, this feels good. I'm going to take another one. So I took another one. And then oh, the next thing, I, I was at the COPA in Fort Lauderdale. And the next thing no. I remember from there was waking up in this trailer. And next to me was a person that was not, let's say, not very attractive. And I went, oh, my God. And I get out of the bed, of course. I take it. And I kind. Of, there was a window I peeped out of, and I saw my car there. I said, oh, good. My car's here. At least I can get out of here. found my keys and everything. And I'm trying to sneak out. And the guy wakes up. He goes, oh, are we supposed to spend the whole day together now? I said, oh, I can't. I'm going t- back in to. In the trailer? Yeah. The together, together in the trailer. <laughs> uh, and I don't know what we were supposed to spend the whole day doing. But I, I moosed out of there. And I stopped at, um, at the gas station because I didn't know where I was. I said could you direct me to the Holiday Inn I believe it was the Holiday Inn in Fort Lauderdale. He goes, "Oh, you got a long drive cuz you're in West Palm Beach. Somehow or another across the state of Florida on Quaaludes in my 1976 Chevy Nova." Oh, mm. my goodness. Yes. Yes. <sighs> okay. I never touched those damn things again. That was the end of that one. <laughs> goodness.
1: Well, finally we get to our last one of my favorite sons, is always Pisces. Oh yeah, you and that Pisces. I love my Pisces. I just I can't tell y'all enough how much I even even my little baby is Pisces. My little cat.
0: In one of our episodes, you got cut off in the middle of the Pisces. I know. I felt
1: for my Pisces people,
0: and uh, Well, re, we we re redid it.
1: Well, yeah, my my little cat is Pisces as well. He he was born as a Pisces, so he's a cutie too. Yeah, but he is demented as hell. <laughs> I well, love well, him but... more demented than Ambrose, our cat. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's Pisces dominant. minute. So, <laughs> lately, you have taken up a hobby of playing counselor to some unsuspecting individuals. Your act is rather convincing and your procedures well-versed. You even set up a sensory deprivation chamber oh. to assist in the therapy regimens of your so-called patients. Oh. It all appears to be benign and a great help to those in need. But what they don't see is that it is really an ultimate deed of evil you do because you trap them inside with a demon or two. And that concludes our weekly horoscopes for this week.
0: Oh, wow. Well, guess what? We have a new sponsor. And we're going to go to this new sponsor. I'm not even going to say I'm going to let everybody be surprised by who our new sponsor is. And then after that, that, we will be right back. See you you in a minute. As some of y'all might remember, and if you're new to our podcast, I have another business that's finally become live on the internet. Oh, yeah. It's called Barry Marino's Craft Creations. I've made Afghans, table runners, hats, scarves, plus more. And more coming weekly. You know what the great thing is, Philip. We sell holidays all year round, so you would not have to wait until that time of the year to order what you would like and enjoy. Oh, that's great. Cool, huh? And thanks to our Raz. There's our again. It's an easy interactive website to see what has been posted and finally wait see what has been posted. And guess what's in the next few days? What? Candles and soaps and bath bombs. Ooh. With some of the fragrances you created. I did. <laughs> And we'll finally go live. Wonderful scents for the holiday, or just for the season. Our holiday line will have something special like right now we have Mardi Gras. We've are been doing a lot of Mardi Gras stuff. Matter of fact, I'm I'm currently making a Mardi Gras Granny Square Afghan. And uh, guess what, Phil? What? And this Mardi Gras candles we put in a King Cake Baby. Oh, inside. you gotta put a King
1: Cake Baby! Yeah, you got
0: to. So look uh, for our website today. It's called dot craftcreations.com and it's spell B A R R Y M A R I N O and there's no S between O and the uh, and the craft creations. So it's dot craftcreations.com. See you soon. All right, we're back. Yeah, we're definitely back. And um, tonight
1: is an intriguing
0: topic we're going to be talking
1: about. Ooh. We're going to be talking about past lives.
0: Yeah, this is the second enough series of personal... What we call it? Personal encounters?
1: Personal uh, connections with personal the paranormal. With true crime, yes. And in the case of past lives, I have had... A lot of encounters with this, yeah. a lot of association with this, with a lot of my uh, work as a diviner, as a spiritual counselor, as a psychic. I've dealt with this over mm-hmm. over the years. Okay. Um, and one of the things is is it's it's something that a lot of people consider, they think about. Yeah. As they go through their lives, there's things they can't explain. There's things that they feel a draw to, a deja vu, yeah, so or, to speak. I have
0: memories that you know of a, of a different era a different time that yeah. you know you weren't alive during that era but you still yeah. can remember yeah. it or being a child in a certain era and the
1: uh tv show we talked about at the beginning the surviving death a new doctors from netflix uh-huh. one of their episodes which i know you haven't got to watch yet is actually called reincarnation and actually explores this topic as well
0: yeah because we, I, I was thinking that maybe we could watch some of it after we finish recording that would be kind of cool
1: And I don't want to give much away, but the young man on there really is convinced that he had a previous life that was in Hollywood. That really does sound interesting. So you might, y'all definitely should go uh, check that out. But tonight we want to talk about some of our own experiences. Yeah,
0: because I have a couple of them too. Not like yours, but...
1: And, 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 and that's that's okay because, I mean, I had some people who professionally, which we'll talk about, who showed me along the way how to um, work with it. And I've also aided other people in exploring the possibilities of their past lives. Um, but were there ever times in your life there were things that you without a doubt felt, like, just drawn to?
0: Yes, yes. I feel a connection with a lot of different things. One thing, I, you know, the, the Storyville, the Red Light District in New Orleans, I feel a really strong connection to that. And it was um back in the nineties, there was a young woman who was who had the same kind of connection with it. She wrote a story called the district," and she was running she was doing little pieces of it at uh, an event we called dramarama that was kind of almost kind of like the jazz fest- festive theater I and mean, it used to happen at the Contemporary arts center and she had it called the district and I started doing research on it and I started feeling all this, these familiar things. Even down to some of the music, and when I go in that area, I feel something. You know, it's not right now. It was projects for a long time, and now it's a it's a what they call a, a mixed income sort of building, and uh, it's it's right there by the, the by the St. Louis number one cemetery, but things about the district, and when I see the pictures. I feel a real, a real connection the draw. with it. Like you yeah, just, it's a draw. It's like, you, like you've been there before. Yeah, and it, it was different. Actually, time. when I did the tour guides class, we all had one of our, with our final exam, not uh, non-written, but our exam, we had to do a tour. We had to do a story about something, and Storyville was the one I chose because I felt the most of a connection with it. Now, um, I have some, a couple of other memories. Uh, about 10 years ago, there were these talking dolls that Thomas Edison invented, mm. and they they finally cleaned up and digitalized some of the voices on there. Oh, that just sounds creepy! And <laughs> the thing about it is, is <laughs> it was they were so. Um, I, and I didn't find this out until I had this feeling. I went online, I, I downloaded some of the sound bites. And they were really, really creepy and scary. Mm. And they would, they would do like "Mary Had a Little Lamb." Oh, that's already creepy and in and itself. You know <laughs> our so you know our cre- you know our, theme, <laughs> our theme music, our creepy lullaby. That went in that kind of vein, only worse. What? what really scared me was now I lay me down to sleep. Uh, no, prayer, yeah, and I can remember it. It, it, it sparked something in me. And it seemed like, I feel, I can remember being a child and receiving one of these for Christmas, or birthday present or something. And it's scaring me so much that I won't play with it. I didn't want to, it, it scared me. And now I found, I got more history on these dolls. And I found out that the creepy little voices on the dolls weren't only because they're over 120 years old. It was because it went off the market because it was scaring the children. I imagine on the so. they were only on the market for six weeks.
1: Wow, and six weeks back then. And can yeah, you imagine not a earth-
0: creepy little almost sort of demonic voice saying, Now I laid me down the street sleep, and Mary had a little lamb and all these little fairy tales these all these little nursery rhymes. And they real, and even to this day, it goes but I can kinda of remember being a child and receiving that that and this was in 1890. So let's say I was. That also could explain Storyville, because that person grown up, or that little girl grown up, could have been one of the workers in Storyville. One of the sex workers. Possible. So and, it, and so it kind of connects with each other. And another memory I have, I was born in the 50s. I'm born in the late 50s, but I have this memory of being a child in the early 30s, which would have been around the time my mother, my mother was born. And... I can remember being, like, sitting at a dinner table or something, and there's a lady sitting across from me, and my feelings and everything tell me that this woman is my mother. Oh, wow. And she's wearing, like, you know, she's all dressed up to the dines, and she's a cigarette. She's smoking a cigarette, and she's got the 30s makeup and everything, but I'm definitely afraid of her for some reason. She frightens me. And this came in a dream. And this came in a dream, yeah. And in the dream world... No, was... it, 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 not even in the dream. It came as like a memory. As a vision? As okay. a vision, yeah. Now, I wasn't asleep when this came. And I can I, 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 what I can see is that whoever this woman was, and my emotions tell me she was a mother. I don't know if she was a natural mother or just or an adoptive mother. So or this
1: feel in your case, this feels like this is this contained memory that's
0: kind of sitting with your soul. Right. And I'm not sure if this little boy... If this child is a little boy or a little girl, I'm sure the first one is a um, is a girl, and both of these lives would have had me dying young because I was born in the '50s. So neither one of these these children in my in my my mind would have lived to be the age I am now. Mm. So since maybe I died young twice. That's why God's given me a long life now. You know, it's possible. And uh, yeah, I can and, and I can remember like okay, like the time that I'm remembering was only 25 years. And this is another thing too. When I was a child, I was definitely afraid of automobiles. If I'd see them on TV and they and they crashed, I would freak out. And you had no explanation in this life. There's world. no explanation, which is really S- weird, is because after that. Look at what I wound up doing for living, a taxi driver.
1: See, and that—that that goes with that premise of like that karmic trauma that mm-hmm. like follows you, or that trauma, like, yeah. And so, yeah, and, the, and a lot of people document that. You hear things, everything from from automobiles like mm-hmm. that, or plane crashes, or they'll people are talk even about. Um, you've heard people talk about like feeling like they've been drowned before, and they've never. Mm-hmm.
0: Then you know, and my my mom told me this. She said, "I'm uh, how old was I? Uh, let's see, about uh, uh, three years old." She said, "And um, I had fallen asleep on the couch while the family was watching TV, and when I woke up, it was a movie or something where a car was going down off of a cliff or something and crashing and everything." She said, "I was frightened by that." She says, mm. "She says I wouldn't watch TV." She says, "She couldn't turn the TV on, If she turned the TV on, I'd I'd freak out, I, you know." So her sister said, she says, you know, you you can't, this can't go on. She says, you got to turn on the TV anyway. She says, but he's going to scream. He's going to get all upset. I don't want my baby getting all upset. She said, she told her, she said, Elena, turn it on. Mark my words. He might get upset at first. So she said, she turned on the TV. Of course, I freaked. I screamed. I ran in the other room. I put myself in the corner. She said, about. A half hour later, they all were sitting in front of the TV watching a cartoon. I just got over it that quick. Wow. So I wonder if so that's what makes me think maybe that second per life that I remember because it's two of them I remember. Maybe that second one that person was killed in the car accident. True.
1: And th- and that's the thing. Your most recent ones are the ones that you may have these 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 visions, yeah. or these stronger associations. The other thing is you may have associations to things that are farther back, but that might just be things that you're not as able. Maybe, maybe associations of places you feel like yeah. you want to visit or things when they show up on TV, you're like, oh, I feel like I've been there before, even though you've never been there mm-hmm. in this life. That, that has to do with some of those maybe older past lives that have started to fade now yeah, somewhat. Now... The thing is, though, there are psychic techniques to help this out. Some of them I've been involved. Some of them, though, um, I'm not involved with. One that I'm not involved with, which is very effective, is actually hypnotherapy.
0: You know, I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to be hypnotized and and be regressed. But you
1: need to make sure you find a proper hypnotherapist. Mm -hmm. Because some people will take advantage or, if not properly done, can really result in some... Mental, you know, psychiatric trauma. Yeah, I imagine. So, good, you need, you yeah. definitely would need a proper hypnotherapist to handle that. Um, there is a technique that I did do that was similar to that, which was just more of a meditative state, relaxing mm-hmm. people, not into hypnosis, but relaxing them. And it was like a slow regression back. Yeah. And there was some success with that, with helping those clients. And we actually did, they would go back and then they would tell us about their last moments we would get them back to the through this life back into the spirit realm and then back to the last moment of their previous life and we would get them to tell us what they see. Now often this would be usually in some cases a lot of person person was on a deathbed or something. Yeah. But we would get an idea of what was in the room, maybe what people were saying. Yeah. If it was a different language, what would that be? So very intriguing experiences dealing with that. We we did that. We'd also a lot of times it's just was trying to talk with people through things regular just associations they yeah. have. And getting to realize what associations are important to past life and which ones were not. And I did some of that work on myself as well. Yeah. And that is going to be pertinent to the possible past life that we'll be talking about later on. Yeah. But the main method I want to talk about that came to my knowledge uh, several years ago was mirror scrying. And this was in the early days of my psychic career. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had a colleague named Letty Lee, amazing woman.
0: I've heard uh, that name before.
1: Um, God rest her soul. She passed away a few years ago. She was an amazing woman. She was a great character, but she had a wealth of knowledge when it came to um, psychic phenomena, yeah. methods, all kinds of things. And one of the things she told me about was mirror scribe, which is a common method used for kind of viewing your past lives and Mm. seeing your past selves now y'all can go online and and find out things about this and you'll hear different people have different rules and based off of different religious practices they may put certain spells or prayers or things to it but I'm going to give you just the basic of what she told me to do even if without looking at any religious basis just setting it up as a basic mirror scrying for past lives Okay. And this is what she told me. This is what Lady Lee told me to do. She said, "Now, she said, if you're psychic, it's going to be a lot easier for you if you've already yeah. honed that to open up." She said, "Almost anybody could do this if they can relax themselves enough." So, first of, what you'll do is you'll get every you'll go to a room, make sure all lights are off, especially any electrical lights. Make sure you no know, you want no blue lights you want no go now in cities it's a little difficult because you may have some street light try to get as little of light coming into that room you have not
0: seen my bedroom
1: (laughs) i heard it's been blacked out it is curtains and all curtains
0: i mean you can't you you wake up i've already awakened You know, 11 o'clock in the morning, thinking (laughs) it's raining outside or thinking it's actually 11 o'clock at night, but it's 11 o'clock in the morning. So this
1: is the perfect room for
0: this. It's a perfect room
1: for that, yeah. Okay, so what you'll do is you'll get in a room. You have this mirror. I mean, it could be a mirror that's already there on the wall. You could bring a mirror Mm -hmm. in, but you make sure the room is completely dark. Now, I would suggest maybe not an antique mirror Because an antique mirror may already hold some paranormal energy. So try to use something that might be a newer mirror. Or if not, if you feel like you need to do a psychic cleansing to the mirror beforehand, do whatever you feel necessary. But you're in a dark room. You have this mirror. And the only light you put on is you get a little tea light or a little votive. And you put it between the mirror and you. So you have just that little bit of light. You don't want a huge pillar. can. You don't want something that's going to get too... Much in the way. Now you'll read some methods say have it to one side, some some say you could have it right in the middle. Just just at least have that little candle somewhere between yeah. you and the mirror. What you do next is you get in this meditative state and you look at your eyes in the mirror, directly into your eyes in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you're looking into your own soul. Yeah. And, like I said, some people will have special prayers. Mentally, just try to regress yourself back. Keep yourself open meditative state. You can just simply ask the universe to show you those I usually,
0: days. whenever I do any type of meditation, one of the things I find works for me is classical music.
1: There wasn't much said about whether it says you really want to keep the sensory to a level, but you, I guess you could. They didn't say anything about sound too much as being an issue. I mean, personally, I like it, like, if I was doing mirror scrying, I like it completely quiet, just a candle in
0: me. Well, it's, uh, silence actually distracts me more than... Well,
1: then in your case, I would say maybe go ahead and try the music. Try the music while mm-hmm. you're doing it. But something light, something where you can still yeah. keep your focus. Well, one night, uh, I actually have tried this several times, but there was definitely one night earlier on when I actually tried this, and I looked in the mirror, and I saw, I saw my face change several times oh so i saw several different was lives.
0: this what we talking about last week with buddies with buddy because you had seen you see your face change during that oh no, no that
1: was different that was a different kind of parent no this was doing the actual mirror scrying and i actually saw my whole my whole physical form change oh my goodness so and i like saw myself in like as different races, different uh, wow. ethnicity, I saw different fashions, I saw all kinds of different things, but I always was told, keep the focus in the eyes. Just walk, like, let the rest show up in the periphery, but just keep your gaze in the eyes. Wow. And I did that. But one image of a past life, no matter how many times I did mirror scrying, always showed, showed up, and it most likely was one of the most recent past lives. It was of this blonde-haired woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hair was somewhat to be in sort of a twenties fashion, a bob.
0: No, uh, bob with, with the, some uh, curl. finger curls. Yes, finger wave.
1: And the dress seemed to be very jazz baby flapper.
0: Yeah, very, 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 very Clara Bow.
1: And this, and it was a little bit. It was, it was a little bit on 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 the scandal side at certain times. I mean, I'd see different outfits different times. I'd look in the mirror, but, but always pretty much the blonde hair. It was always the same face that I was seeing. And I was like, wow, who's this woman? But then I thought about it. I had done association work before and I said, I know who this woman is. I may not know her name, but I know what life she goes to. Yeah. Because before I ever did mirror scrying and the associations and some of the other um, things I was doing, I always felt like, I never had seen the visual of her completely, but I felt like I was this mob mistress uh, mob, madame, <laughs> like hanging out at speakeasies doing things. And I used to joke with friends about this. And I used to say, Oh yeah. When was here, I was, I was this mob mistress. And, you know, basically when one of my boyfriends or would get killed, I'd just move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. And I just said that very nonchalantly You're like a black
0: widow for <laughs>
1: years. And I would joke about it and I'd laugh about yeah. it, not thinking much of it, you know? Well, when we went to go decide to have this episode on this podcast, mm-hmm. I said, Okay, well I gotta go research and see if I can find out who this might possibly have been, you know. And I always felt that it was in Chicago. Chicago seemed to always yeah. become a theme. Like the home any t- of Al Capone. Anything time so I never felt a huge maybe a slight connection to New York, but it was always Chicago. Chicago was like the big thing that would come up with this past life. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me put this in. Let me see what I can figure out. Let me see what research I can do. Yeah. Well, through my research, I looked, found different pictures of different women. And I came across one that they actually called, gave her monikers of the kiss of death girl or Chicago lands, oh. black widow. And lo and behold, I found a picture of her and she had the blonde curls the yeah. blonde hair, and her name. And this is key. This is key because I also never felt like I was, even though I was connected in with the Italian mob and also mm. maybe something back then. There was the Italian mob with some connected with Irish mob and other things like that. I didn't feel like I was Italian. I just, it just didn't, it didn't felt like I felt like I came from somewhere else. And it came, well, come to find out, the name of this woman was Margaret Mary Collins. That actually sounds Irish, which is more Irish. Yeah. Well, uh. So. We started, we started getting, I started digging up more things with this. I even got my partner involved. He's, he's all on the ancestry because he loves doing genealogy work. Uh Um, He found sort of a lead, possibly her birth on the lead. um, And that was because we did know that her birth, she was born in New York state. Yeah. In New York. So he did actually find that. And the only reason we think he might have found the census records that is of, of her of her family is because we know she had a younger sister named Anne, because that shows up in like police reports and other things uh this woman has a
0: record oh yeah (laughs)
1: this woman has a definite definite record so i really do thank my partner for kind of uh digging that we never really per se confirmed it but we said we think she might have been born somewhere in the 1890s from what we could tell Okay. Good likely, which does line up because we knew she was a young woman by the time she arrived in Chicago from New York around about 1923, 1922, 1923. Almost hundred years ago is when, yeah, almost hundred years is when she showed up on the scene in Chicago and with the mob, and she uh also apparently had came with i don't know at that time with her sister or her sister showed up on a little scene later but we had the name of her sister which was Anne. so that's what we kind of think we may have found the actual census records from like 1910 19 Mm -hmm. some of that stuff that actually confirms her existence from there before she hit chicago now her time in Chicago is illustrious. I mean, there are newspaper articles of her life. I mean, well, the reason she got the moniker, the Kiss of Death Girl, was
0: because every time she got
1: with one of these mobsters, this mobster would end up dying not
0: long after. Well, you know uh, the old TV show from the 50s and 60s, The Untouchables with Robert Stack? Is out of oh, okay, nest. yeah. They actually have an episode about her. Of course, the names change. They don't use her real name. But it is the same woman you're talking about. Well,
1: she had about uh, eight boyfriends. I think it was eight boyfriends that actually died over the course of, I'm just saying like oh, her crime life of crime was about 20 years, but the deaths were all within a very short period, a little over 10 years
0: or so. So it's what like... is this? Did she have something to do with their deaths or did <laughs> she just have bad luck? Well, that's what they claim she had bad luck yeah she had back but we don't know did
1: she have something i mean did she did she i mean cuz she seemed to move on fairly quickly sometimes yeah. well. so it
0: really it really has you wondering what was i mean she may have even been working with the fbi no, 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 no. I mean, I don't know if she was. I do Well, right
1: Well, there are question marks because she does get, get away with certain raids and gets out of certain things at times. Yeah, so there she is. She seems to have gotten away with a hell of a lot. There is a lot of question marks there around her life. Very, very intriguing life. And I'm not going to get into all of that tonight with her, but very interesting um, figure, none the least. Nonetheless, from about for about two decades, from like the nineteen early twenties to the early forties, you know, yeah, basically, basically in the thirties, she had to leave. Sort of like I guess because of either the depression or things that were going on, she had to kind of like she kind of like fell out with the mob, so to speak. Somewhat, oh. they were still with them somewhat. But she had to kind of return to some of her shoplifting career.
0: Well, you know, if you think look at her age, you said she was born sometimes around the 1890s. By the 1930s, she would have been in her 40s. She was still said to have been a very gorgeous woman. That. That, that that was old in the 1930s, especially for a gun mall.
1: Well, and also to have got passed around, she must have had some skills. That's all I'm saying. And I do... I do. And I always felt like and some
0: mileage too. <laughs> that's why she could have fallen out. Hey, hey,
1: hey! She knew what she yeah. was working with. Okay, all right.
0: <laughs>
1: I think we all end up with some mileage down the road. Okay. Oh, no, of
0: course. Wait till you get to be my age, and you, you, Odama they turned over several times.
1: So there's a wonderful article that was actually written um, on July twenty. It was on the July twenty first edition, uh, two thousand two edition of the Calumet roots, um, that was written by Archibald McKinley, Mm. which actually discusses how the kiss of death girl found success as a queen of the carnival scene. Oh, so she became a carnival in in around Indiana Harbor. Yeah. And now the problem is, is I can't find much else research about this because a lot of people in sort of her lot say, okay, she just went off the maps and, at the early 40s.
0: Yeah. He
1: claims that she went on, I guess, under a married name, because she got married in 43. Yeah. Is what he claims. Uh, she, she and her husband, which we never get a clear name of who her husband, what his last name was mm-hmm. from this article, but... Her husband and her owned a toy shop on South Halstead Street through the 40s, maybe right to about the early 50s, and then they both got in the carnival scene and made quite a bit of money. They even claimed that the husband
0: probably became an operator down the road. You know, carnies are considered kind of shady, too. Yeah. So they it's probably made quite, something that was tailor made. Maybe for her. so.
1: You know, they even claim they even claim in this article she, she 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 sure enjoyed her hand at the bingo at the carnival too. Well, you
0: know, I went to a carnival in, in the Superdome one time, and there was this girl. She was so fast talking, and she kept on giving me these darts to throw at these balloons, and she'd give them to me. And the next thing I know, she's telling me I owe her a hundred dollars. Well, every time I gave you a dart, it's ten dollars a dart. Dollar. I said, wait a minute, wait a second. I said, well, don't i at least get a price. She gives me a little skimpy little. I said, I just spent a hundred dollars on this. I went and got the cops. The cops paid to give me my money back. <laughs> <laughs> but she talks so fast. And then he says, he says, don't get involved. Look, these people are here to make money, and they're here to take your money. They take, get your money out of their pocket, out of your pocket, into theirs. That's what they're here for. Yeah, I mean, I always went to a carnival as a kid. Now, you know, my mom gave me a dollar to get a ice cream cone or something. It never was. and You know, I never got involved with any of the games. And now I know why they didn't want me to. Because there's a bunch of con people doing it. So, like I said, carnival, carnivals are kind of shady.
1: But apparently they did well. And apparently... These later years of her life, she was very legitimate and how she made her money. So, so I said so, and she most likely was doing it under her married name at this point. So it was no longer on the record that we had seen when she had her life. And you didn't find couldn't find out what her married name was. It had a lot of trouble was, was searching. So if anybody out there is able to find out, and we can prove the possibility that she might be her past life, one of the key things would be to know her actual death date. That yeah. would give us the knowledge we need to know. If it falls before I was born, did it stay? Well, you were born what? At
0: eighty-one. Eighty-one. Yeah. Okay. Well, if she was born in the eighteen nineties,
1: yeah, she would have had to have been really old
0: to would, go past that. She would, have, and I can't imagine a woman with the lifestyle she had I don't know, living in the eighties and nineties. Oh, I mean, she was hard drinking, hard living, and yeah. So I, my guess is she may she would have passed. Maybe in the 1960s sometimes. Early Even 70s.
1: the 70s at the latest. At yeah. the
0: latest. I can't, I ha- I can't imagine that would put her, her being her alive 80s. in eighties. That would put her in her 80s, yes. Yeah, I can't imagine her being alive in 1981.
1: So, yeah, if any anyone of our listeners out there may have more information about um, about her or know something... And can actually confirm, like legitimately confirm it for us, then uh, we would definitely yeah email
0: us at openshutters at yahoo.com. if you have any a, any type of information on this or any type of uh, any type even for suggestions on future shows our, our email address is openshutters all one word at yahoo.com. Yeah. and i will make sure I'll actually post
1: um, there's um, tour company that has a little write up on facebook we'll actually put the link on there to their page weird chicago tours uh, i'll also put the links to the archibald mckinley article yeah as well yeah you put that on the facebook and, page. Uh, and uh, barry might find a Twitter. few he might find a couple of other um pictures and things and we'll post of her as as well up um but just to kind of close this up though this really harkens to then talk about because of the possibility of reincarnation what about the concept of karma, or energy mm. from one life coming into the next life?
0: So this—well, <laughs> you know what I've always wondered is why are some people born into privileged, with look beauty, looks, posi- social position? I mean, why are some people born like, let's say, Jackie Kennedy, beautiful, money, social position, becomes first lady? A very, very revered love first lady. And then you'll get these people who are born in a, like, a, like a, a, a really horrible family, having a horrible childhood, turned out to be criminals. Why are some people seem to be more privileged than others? It doesn't seem fair. And I know life isn't fair. I hear that all the time. But why, why, why is that? And maybe you paid for something that you did in another life. Well, too far,
1: but this, because I know about some of my other past lives. This was the of three past lives. She was the third past life where I had to pay in three lives as a woman for crimes I had done against women in a life before that. Mm. Yeah, there we don't know that much about that original life that I created the sin, which was the life. Um, we feel like I was maybe some kind of eunuch running a harem or something for us i wasn't the sultan himself Mm -hmm. but i would do some kind of thing where i basically was fairly we we have these feelings that was Mm -hmm. some kind of abuse towards the women in the harem and all to keep them in line and order so i paid for that life in three lives after uh one i was actually in the court of a royal and had to deal with abuse Mm -hmm. um the next life actually was a slave a female slave and had to deal with mm-hmm. abuse in that life and this life even though it seems like it might have been a bit more glamorous on one level it wasn't all it was cut out today and well, no, and there I... were men that were pretty violent as yeah. mobsters towards uh uh, Margaret Mary Collins. I mean, I was reading it. Tom, time, certain times they would get in brawls and they would lay I'm hands. I'm on sure her. there was some
0: abuse there. You know? The only
1: reason she didn't get beat around as I much mean, as other women is it was known that she kept she kept a piece on her on her thigh. Mm-hmm. She always. I mean, like we, we just know from the
0: movies how women were
1: treated. One slip to... of her hand on her dress and she was didn't, taking care of
0: business. Didn't James Cagney <laughs> shove that grapefruit in woman's face in the <laughs> right? movie? You know, I mean, that was like an everyday occurrence. So. I definitely
1: feel like I have paid definitely the karma from those lives. But there's always other karma. There's always other lessons. There's yeah. Always other things you're learning. But I do feel like I fulfilled whatever payment from and that. And then,
0: you know, it would also exp- could explain some, you know, homosexuality and trans transgender. <sighs> Oh,
1: definitely, depending on how, how many lives you spend, yeah, spent. Yeah. I think over time, people, a lot more people are at least bisexual or may even have mm-hmm. have gender identity issues because as the ribbon of time goes on, they've lived all these different lives. In that, and, and me, myself, I'll be honest right now. I actually do deal with sort of those ideas of homosexuality, gender identity, and those things. And I'm not going to get into all that here, but that's just to show... I think that those past lives have an effect.
0: On them. Well, of course. I mean, I, every just about. I've known a lot of transgendered people in my time, and every transgendered person I know has said that they have always felt that they were born into the wrong body. From as far as they can remember, it's not something they they go in the puberty and they decide it right away, or they grow up and say, "Oh, I think I want to be a woman." The only time I've seen some that uh, like. Like uh, gay porn. They're, you you might have a gay porn actor who is selling this twink thing, you know, the young hairless boy. And when they get to middle age, they go train because they can't sell that, t- that young hairless boy anymore. So they go, to, they find something else. Okay, now sell.
1: that's just being opportunistic. Going well, back think, to what you were actually saying, like my friends that are truly. But every true transgender. I was just. I think it's side. something in the soul. And that's why I think it's not biology. I don't hear these biological arguments. I think it's something in the soul. It is part of such a deep part of someone's identity. Oh, yeah. That they cannot. But like, get it.
0: like every transgendered person I speak to, now the, the person I was speaking of, who I'm not going to mention, it was, a, it was a pornographic actor. Never felt like he was a girl until he was like thirty five. Well, I, 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 Cause and and because he I'll, had something different, he had to sell. And you know?
1: I'll I'll be honest about this. Since you brought it up, I actually feel like gender identity wise that I am actually non binary and intersex. And yeah, we well, do... we spoke about that. And yeah. it's because and not to go into any like detail because a lot of that stuff is my personal life. Yeah. But I will say that because we're talking about these past lives, I do feel that it has a huge effect. All these different past lives. Yeah. I feel that there is a part of me. I don't feel like I'm either male or female. I feel like I'm both.
0: Yeah. And I own it. And you own it. Now, you see, I have i have a homosexual male. I'm attracted to males. But I have no desire to be female at all, whatsoever. I, 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 As a matter of fact, I feel pretty lucky that I'm male because of the way women are treated in our society still to this day. And hopefully that
1: will change.
0: Um, uh, oh, it, we we going to have a female vice president. You know, it's going to change. But I'm hoping that, and that you know, I, I, I personally do not want to be a woman at all. I don't. I enjoy who I am. I'm comfortable in my own skin. As you should. You know, it's so funny because, you know, in my generation, which is before you, If a boy came and told his parents he was gay, one of the first things they asked was, you want to be a woman? Because they just lumped transsexual, or transgender as we call it now, with homosexuals and all that together into one big glob. If you were gay and you were attracted to men sexually, you must have wanted to be a woman. Because you're going out and get yourself a boyfriend instead of a girlfriend. And that's the way the generation before mine actually thought.
1: Well, yeah, and a lot of them didn't always believe in this concept of the reincarnation either. So when we start to actually look at that, just to kind of sum it all up, mm-hmm. it makes you have a greater respect of whether or not, whether we're looking at gender, whether we're looking at race, whether we're looking at religion. We're going to find people and souls go across the board. There's a level where it makes you consider, you know, your humanity not what makes you different but what makes you similar yeah what we all have that soul well you know my mom hopefully we all have that soul
0: (laughs) my mom used to always tell me it takes all kinds of people to make a world and this is true and that was and those were wise words from a very wise woman so do you want to let them know about
1: any other social media or anything? Yes, like-
0: let me tell you our social media. You can follow us on Twitter at A Shuthers. That's capital A, capital S, H U D D E R S. You can follow us on Instagram at Open Podcast. And we're on uh, Facebook under the official page for Open Shuthers, a creepy podcast. You have any questions? or want to give us any ideas or anything. I just want to tell us how wonderful you are. We are. You can email us at openshutters at yahoo.com. and um, we also uh, on we're available on a podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, which what's the other one, Google, and a uh, Breaker, and Radio, Radio Plus. All right, so anything we have to add to this, Mr. Landry or Ms. Landry, or which one you want to, whatever
1: you want to call it, uh, I like to go by that bitch,
0: okay? Okay, anything you want to add, that bitch. We'll just close this out. You know our closing. All right, uh, we want to thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week where we're going to talk about my aunt and uncle. My uncle was the very last Victim of the axe man, and Ooh. my aunt, who was actually my blood aunt, my grandmother's sister. There were some things that you don't hear in the in the history books and a lot of family legend. I'm going to touch on. Her name was Esther Albano Pepitone Albano, because then she married a distant cousin. Uh, I don't want to get into that now. That's for the next episode. So enjoy the view from the open shutters, but don't
1: fall out the window. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you.